Hey guys, it's Jamie Scrimger here, second wife, stepmom of three, and mom of one. And you're listening to my podcast, where we talk about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. If you're ready for raw and real conversations and are striving to live your very best life, then you are in the right place. Every week, I'll provide you with tips and strategies and mindset shifts to inspire you to live your own version of a kick-ass life. We'll bring you along as I create my own. All right. Hey, guys. So for my very first podcast, I want to start at the beginning And I thought I would bring my husband on for that so we could talk about the first year of our marriage and what that was really like. (laughs) So welcome, Darren. I'm literally sitting across from him in the office right now, and he's like, what the heck did I get myself into? Are you excited to be here? Very excited to be here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. So, um, you know, before we get in, I just want to do a little thank you to Darren and just say thank you. You really do support me on these crazy little ventures that I find myself on. Did you ever feel like you would um, be married to someone who like shares their entire life with the internet? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) How do you feel about it? I have mixed feelings about it. I'm, as you know, private with a lot of things, so... I find it difficult opening up sometimes in front of a lot of people that I don't know. And when people come up to me and say, oh, I heard you were doing this or saw you were doing this or, and I don't realize how did they see that? Yeah. Cause they saw it on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's, a, it's new to me. Yeah. And you know what? I actually, I feel uncomfortable too. Cause sometimes I put stuff out on the internet and I'm like, I don't think about people actually that I know seeing it. And then when I go out, you know, downtown and someone says something to me, it is a little bit uncomfortable, but thank you for being so supportive. You're welcome. uh, Yeah, let's get started. So the first thing that we really want to talk about is the honeymoon stage of our marriage. And when I say that, I mean, there really was no honeymoon stage. I was a 26 year old bachelorette living life on my own, accidentally fell in love with this guy with three kids and an ex-wife and picked up my life and moved here. And it was, I don't think I really realized how, actually, I know I didn't realize how hard it was actually going to be. So like, what do you, when you look back on the first year of our marriage, what do you think? Well, I I don't think anyone realizes how hard it's going to be because you're in that starting to date phase and you want to see each other all the time and you're going out for dinner and doing the dating thing. But then on the flip side of that, getting involved with a guy with three kids, you have to meet the kids eventually. And that is a whole new element to the dating thing. So at the beginning, you don't really realize it as you're dating or I didn't. But I think once you met the children and we started to do things together, it became more and more something foreign to you. Uh, Yeah. Like it was really (laughs) foreign to me. So guys, just to, just to be clear, I never even really babysat. So I didn't have a lot of experience with kids and caring for kids and, and that. So when I moved from the city in London all the way to, you know, we're just outside of Stratford and we really live in a very, like we have a wheat field for a backyard. So yeah, very small community. So it was a huge, huge change. So, all right. So let's talk about after the wedding. So we get married you know, all the hype and the excitement around the wedding and all of that is over and we are into real life. So when you think about the most stressful thing of our first year of marriage, what do you think about? 
I think the summer was wonderful. We got married in June. We had a great summer. You were getting to know the kids more and more all the time. And then it was your first back to school in September. And I think that's where the stresses started when you were commuting, working all day and you would come home and you've had a long day as it is. And then you come home and you're not used to kids, shoes at the door, preparing a meal, going off to a sport, doing homework. All of this was totally new to you. So I think that is where changes started was back to school in the fall. And of course, the kids were young at that age, so they needed a a lot more attention. They're at this age now. They're a lot more independent. Yeah. And, you know, I was used to going to work and then coming home and literally going to a yoga class, getting in bed with a book, having a little sip of wine. And then all of a sudden it was like the end of the day was not the end of the day. It was like just the freaking beginning. <laughs> so we always laugh about the shoes because, well, now we laugh about the shoes for a long time. We did not laugh about the shoes. Like I would say the shoes were one of the biggest stressors in that first year of marriage. And when I say the shoes, guys, I mean, you know, when you walk into the house and there's kids shoes everywhere in the mudroom, that's what I'm talking about. Like I literally would want to lose my mind of all the kids stuff everywhere. And, you know, in my mind, having absolutely no experience with kids, I really felt like, why did they not just put their shoes away? Like, why is it that hard to put their shoes away? And I literally thought it was only these kids who couldn't put their shoes away. And it was a huge stressor because, you know, I would come home and that would kind of set me off and just kind of put me in a, in a stressed out mood. And, you know, you always talk about how you felt like before I came home, you were like running around trying to tidy things up. Oh yeah. When when you were making that commute for the first year, I would come home, get the kids organized, start dinner. Usually you would instruct me on what, what we were doing, but I would usually start dinner and then I would get, I would get get stressed because I'd look and see the shoes and I can just picture you coming in the door with your laptop and your purse and your bag and your jacket and tripping over shoes. And all of a sudden the mood just changes from this fun time. How was school to what is all this mess? We need to get this done. We need to get that done. So me being the wonderful husband I am, I would straighten out the shoes often, get them away from the door, move to the side, bags hung up, and jackets in the closet, and hope that when you came in, there wasn't something that had been moved because kids go in and out all the time and that you would be in a good mood for that night. Yeah. And you know what? I kind of feel silly about it now, but it's like you don't know what you don't know. And I didn't know that kids leave their crap all over all the time. And I didn't know that kids literally need to be told 10 times sometimes to actually get things done. And I just didn't know that that was really age appropriate. So, you know, if I know that I've told this story to other stepmoms and they, they're like, oh my gosh, yes, the shoes. There might be some of you who are listening and you're like nodding. Here's the thing, guys, you need to get friends who actually are moms as well or stepmoms, because when you start talking about just life with kids, you realize that all kids leave their freaking shoes everywhere. So you know, the mudroom is a complete disaster right now. I've definitely got over it. I've kind of... The front hallway as well. Yeah, we're, we're sitting in the office right now and there are a lot of shoes. So it's, you know what, honey, that just shows how far I've come. I've come a long ways. Yes. Okay. So the second thing that really stressed us out and one of the biggest stressors that we had during that first year of marriage was you were really struggling not being with the kids all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, I had to adapt to... of my time was with the kids instead of 100% of the time. So it was a big, big adjustment from 
what I was used to. And, and you didn't always understand that. And you took it personally if I was down in the dumps because I missed the kids. Yeah. You know, and I remember saying the most insensitive things to you and being like, well, what did you expect? You guys decided to get divorced. You're not going to be with your kids all the time. This is just kind of a reality and you need to be okay with that choice. And I look back and I'm like, what the hell was I thinking saying that? It's so, so insensitive. But I will say, you know, often I would take it personally when you were missing the kids, when I would think, you know, aren't you excited to have alone time with me? When it's just two separate issues. And it took me a while to really understand that and not take it personally. But, you know, just because you miss the kids doesn't mean that I'm any less important to you or that you're any less excited to spend time with me. Yeah, the kids are part of me. And when I was used to seeing them all the time and you'd have a great week with them or a great couple of days and and then they would go and you'd have that moment where you miss them putting them to bed or getting up in the morning with them or going outside and playing with them. And, and I don't think you realize that you would take it that I held the kids above you, which wasn't true. Yeah. And you know, people get, you know what, I feel kind of sick to my stomach and nervous what people's reactions are going to be when I say this, but a lot of stepmoms get upset when people will say, you don't understand until you have your own kids. And it used to really stress me out and make me upset when people said that to me, but This was a situation where I actually really didn't understand until I had, we had Reese because I cannot imagine not being with Reese all the time. Like to me, that makes me even sick to my stomach thinking about that. And so I don't think that I truly understood how difficult it was for you until we had Reese. Would you, would you agree? Yeah. And I I think as you've grown as a stepmom, you understand and I think also you've matured or you understand as well as, as a stepmom that uh, how important kids are. And I know you'll say that sometimes after we've had a great Christmas break and they've got to leave. You'll be, oh, it's kind of sad that the kids are, are going. And, and now with Reese especially, you'll say, oh, it's sad and it's sad for Reese. But we, we move on. Yeah, for sure. Works out. Yeah. And, it, and we really have kind of gotten to our groove around that. And I, now I know what I need to do for you to support you when that does happen, right? Like when you're super sad after holidays or, you know, you're sad all the time, but it's when we have those really great times with the kids, then I feel like it gets, you know, even more difficult when they leave. So I now know how to support you. And yeah, I think, yeah, when we have a week off in the summer and we're all together and then and then they leave. That's usually when it hits me the worst. But you're 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 right. You're a lot better than you used to be. You're a lot more understanding that uh, it is difficult being away from from your your kids. Okay. So the third thing, when I think about that first year, do you remember how strict I was on bedtime? Yes. Like guys, I worked at Children's Aid, so I was a child protection worker for CAS, and I also was a family support worker. So I would go into people's houses and help them, kind of like, you know, that show Super Nanny? So I would go in and help them with rules and structure and implementing routine and discipline and all of that. And really, I had absolutely no business ever being hired in that position because I was 26 years old, looked like I was 21, and I had no experience with kids. So when I came into this role, I was very much parenting according to how things are in the books. And I was like structure, routine, bedtime. I was very strict on bedtime. Like if it was 8.01, I would for sure be downstairs trying to get bedtime rolling. And it caused a lot of issues between us because you'd be in the middle of a movie and I'd be like, no, it's bedtime. We have to stick to rules and routine. 
Yeah, it was it was really difficult because we do have a a structure. We always did have a structure, but you also had to be flexible at times. And I don't think you understood the flexibility or maybe I had a week where I really missed the kids and we were all sitting watching a great movie and there's half an hour left and you come down and say, oh, it's time for bed. We've got to stick to bedtime. And, and, and that would cause an issue between you and I. Yeah. And it also painted me as like the evil stepmom too, because I'm trying to implement rules and dad like, you know, doesn't care. So it was definitely kind of a learning curve for me just to realize that, yes, structure, routine and rules and consistency and all of those, you know, parenting buzzwords are so important. But real life happens. And, you know, if there's 15 minutes left in a movie and it's past bedtime, that's OK. The kids will be OK. Yeah. You know, if you're letting them stay up late every night, but we weren't doing that. I think that's what I would try to explain to you is so I would be tucking the kids in and having a moment with my son or my daughter and reading a book or talking about their day or telling them about my day or future plans. And you'd be, you're keeping the kids up later than their bedtime. They're going to be tired tomorrow. They're going to, and I'd say, no, we're having a special moment. We're winding down. This is wonderful that I'm getting to spend this time. And so I think you've come a long way and you understand some nights tuck-ins could take 45 minutes by the time I say goodnight to all of them. Um, Yeah, like Reese's bedtime routine <laughs> right now is pretty much a gong show. So, yeah, I definitely, you know, life happens. And I think sometimes as stepmoms, we get so caught up in that structure and routine, especially childless stepmoms who don't necessarily have that experience when it comes to parenting. But the problem is I would really want Darren to put the kids to bed so he could come hang out with me. But then if I was all pissed off about bedtime, it really wasn't all that enjoyable of time together, right? Like you'd come into the bedroom and I'd be pissed and <laughs> you'd be annoyed at me because I was being such a stickler on bedtime. So, you know, we're talking about bedtime as an example, but there's a, there was a lot of areas that I was pretty strict on. And I just thought that that's how you were supposed to raise kids. And we really did have to kind of come, come well, to an agreement. I think one of the things you, again, that you realized is kids will be kids and they're not going to go to bed exactly at the right time. Every time they get sidetracked, uh, it goes back to the shoes. You know, they forget to take their shoes and put them to the side even when you were trying to save us money on hydro, well, let's turn the lights out. Hey, and I be, did save us money on hydro. <laughs> I'd be, yes, that's a great concept. I tell them that all the time, but he's five years old. He forgets to turn his light off sometimes. It's going to happen. Yeah, I do want to point out, though, that I really did save us money on hydro and the kids did, <laughs> did, did get good on that. But yeah, you know, I think, again, it goes back to being a childless stepmom and having absolutely no no experience with kids and what's age appropriate, right? You just, you don't know what you don't know. That's right. And you learn. It's a learning experience. Yeah. You know Still what? I, is. Yeah, it totally is. Yeah. Now we're in the teenager years and we're trying to navigate our way through that. But I think we're more on the same page kind of. Yeah, we're on the page and there's more flexibility. And I think I realized at one point your changes and in, in your adoption of more flexibility was when I came home and you were so strict about the kids being in our bed with us and I'd say, well, why don't we invite him in to watch a movie? And we'd watch it down in the family room. And then I came home one night and I had a night appointment and I walked into the bedroom and there's all the kids watching a movie with popcorn in our bed. And I said, if I had have tried this, <laughs> there would have been big, big trouble for breaking the rule that you had had placed about the kids being in the bed with us and watching movies that we can do it downstairs. And totally but though, you, but that was me but getting you to adopted, the point. Okay. You know what? Everyone wanted to watch a certain movie and let's just get some popcorn, get in bed and we'll enjoy this. And that was, that was awesome for me to see because I yeah. could 
you know, I could see that you were starting to loosen up on. And I think it happened as I started to have more special moments with the kids too, right? Because you come in and you're just kind of getting used to having kids around and you're just really, like I always say, it was like I moved to freaking China. Like it was a whole different world that I wasn't used to. And then as time went on and we started to develop those relationships and I started to get closer with the kids and we'd made more memories, you know, together as a family, it became more focused on that and less focused on how I thought I should be as a parent or a step. Oh yeah. Everybody goes in with great intentions that there are going to be rules. There's going to be how the kids will act and they're kids. You just can't, they're not robots. They're not programmed a certain way. Each one has their own unique personality. So I think you learn that as you got to know the kids that uh, they all have their own certain personalities. So, all right. So I guess the moral of the story is I have come a long way. Yeah. Long way. Yeah. I'm a long way and it's, it's been almost six over six years now yeah so and and again the kids like you said now we have moments together when you first move in as a stepmom you're not going to have a movie night in bed because the kids are new to you it's just one of those things that you know you're going to grow with and and it's going to happen as you make your moments and now you've been around for six years so you have those moments if i'm not around you guys do fun things and certain things and you have your own traditions when i'm not here we have our traditions as a family so it's changed it's changed as uh, as you've been here longer and made your moments with the kids. And and you were good at first to, at letting them happen and not pushing it. And that's, I think, one of the big things is is the kids came to you. You know, you'd offer up things, but if they didn't want it, you were okay with it. Totally. And you know what, that, that leads to a question someone on Instagram asked, because I said we were doing this podcast and I asked if anyone had any questions. And she asked if I tried to jump in and like be the mom right away, like, take on that mom role right away. And I would say, no, I took a back seat. I definitely was vocal with you about kind of how we were going to run the house and, you know, structure and rules behind the scenes and stuff. But I was never, I've never, ever tried to be the mom. Uh, yeah. And I've got a good point to that. And, and you didn't try to be the mom, which you you took your time to get to know the kids. And before you came in like this whirlwind and take over the house, but it's kind of funny now that we can look at it is because the kids would do something that you didn't like or didn't agree with. And then you'd come to me and it was almost like I had another kid tattletaling. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it was, and, and I get it. I understand it. You don't want to go, you're not their mother and you didn't want to come in and, and start pushing that. But what happened was, is that, you know, you'd come and say something to me and then I'd have to relay it to the kids. And I think now you're more comfortable saying your peace of mind versus before it would be. Totally. And that would cause stress for you because I would be at home with the kids after school and then you'd come in the door and I'd be like, like telling you everything that's going on that day. And you felt really bombarded. Like it wasn't a nice atmosphere to come home to because I'm trying to tell you what's going on and like you need to deal with this because I didn't want to deal with it because I wasn't a mom. But like it did take us a while to get into our groove. Yeah. You know, I don't find that as much. You're right. I would come home from not being around and you'd be, well, this wasn't done or that wasn't done or they didn't call when they got there and I'd be okay. Well, we need to talk to them. And well, when are you going to talk to them? And I went, well, I just got home. You're like, <laughs> I got to pee. Whereas now you normally will deal with some of that stuff. I'll come home and you'll let me know what happened, but you'll say, I already dealt with it. It's fine. And, and that's, you know, taken some time to happen over the last few years. This podcast is brought to you by my ebook, 101 Ways to Be a Kick-Ass Stepmom. From how to navigate your relationship with your husband's ex-wife, to how to stop feeling insecure about being the second wife, to what to say when your stepkids say, I don't have to listen to you, you're not my mom, 
to how to introduce an ours baby into your blended family crew, to how to minimize conflict even when the ex seems to thrive off it, to how to get on the same page with your husband about all the things, and so much more. This ebook shares my top 101 tips, strategies, and mindset shifts for stepmoms who are ready to live a kick-ass life. To check it out, head to www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash ebook. Okay, so another question that came in on Instagram is, what would your advice be to stepmoms or, you know, even just couples in their first year of step family life? Because like we said, there is no honeymoon stage. I'm still waiting. Like, are we going to have a honeymoon stage? You think when I retire, what? Like, no, I feel <laughs> oh, like no. it gets better and better every single year. And maybe we won't have a honeymoon stage, but I feel like our marriage keeps getting stronger every single year. Yeah, it absolutely. Keeps getting stronger and better. And I think we had a honeymoon and we had that period Right after we got married, but we didn't have that. I get what you're saying. That honeymoon stage, just the two of us. I mean, we jumped right into life, a family life. Yeah. Guys, if you something new to you, if you're new here and if you're not familiar with our story, literally. So Darren and I started dating in March. We moved in together in July. We were engaged in October. We were married in June and I missed something there. We were, we, mar- we were married in June August. and baby, no, we, no, got, no, pregnant we got pregnant in August <laughs> and it had a baby in May. So there was like, I literally went from like zero kids to four kids in like a year. Is that the right yeah. math? A year? Yeah, it is a year. Yeah. Ish. Over a year. Over, a year. over a year. Anyway, yeah. it was a huge transition. So what's your advice for people in their first year? I think some of the, the mistakes we made bring up the best advice. You know, when you come into a house and it's already functioning if it isn't broken, don't try to fix it right away. There were it, some it broken be, things. Oh, honey. and I'm not saying it was perfect. <laughs> I'm not saying it was perfect by any means, but you want to maybe observe for a while and say, you know, here's what I think we should do. Or here's, I think when we tried to reinvent the wheel, that's when there was resistance and that's when there would be arguments. That's when I think we'd have our tensions and, totally. and you'd have tension with the kids. But you know what? I, in my defense, I don't think I was reinventing the wheel there or trying to implement rules that weren't already here. I was just trying to implement the rules that we had been like, yeah, eight o'clock is an agreed upon bedtime. And I just had no flexibility in it. So it's not like I came in trying to change things. You would just, we had like said, okay, these are, this is how we're going to run things. And it was very similar to how you were running things, but I had about zero room for flexibility. True. I think that's the problem. You, it was, the lack of flexibility. If a rule was put in, you wanted to follow it to a T and there could be circumstances where it can't be followed to a T or it shouldn't be followed to a T or, you know, let's let it go for a little while. And I think that was one of the big things that I would say to a stepmom is be flexible. Totally. totally. You, you have to have, give people some latitude, the kids, your husband, give them some latitude because this is new to them as well. It's not just new to you. It's new to them. There's a new person in their life that has different ideas, has maybe a different background. You, you don't know where they're coming from. And, and put yourself in everybody's spot before you make judgment on certain things. And again, I think you, you did that. And now you realize that with having Reese that kids often aren't easy to handle. They don't follow rules exactly. What do you mean? Reese follows all the rules. <laughs> yeah. She listens all the time. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So Stephanie said, how did you find balance between the kids' needs and Jamie's needs? I don't think you ever did. I think I was pretty good. The only thing I maybe didn't find balance is I always thought when the kids were here, because I only see them 50% of the time, 
they had to be the priority. And I think sometimes that goes back to the beginning of this where you would take, you know, why does he want to spend so much time with the kids? What about me? When do I get my time? Because I think I would turn it on. I've got the kids for half time. When they're here, I'm going to be super dad. I'm going to spend a lot of time with them. And I think that was one of the things that came up that yeah. we we would disagree on. And I think that that is where I didn't have great balance. Now the kids are more independent. So even when they're here, you and I often have time alone. Well, because now they can I, babysit. Yeah. Yeah. Where I didn't make that time originally, I was just, I wanted to be with the, with the kids. And then when they weren't here, it was our week. I wanted, I, you know, I almost, yeah. my balancing was putting you as a priority the week they weren't here, putting them as a priority where I needed to blend everyone together. And you and I would still have a dinner out the week the kids were here. We would still hold hands and go out and play while the kids played instead yeah. of me just being, I'm going to go do this with the kids and not including you. You were always worried I wasn't including you. Whereas I always assumed you're invited if you want to come, but yeah. maybe you don't want to come because you need, this is new to you and you need some space and you might be yeah. able to Totally. And I would that. get pissed at you because I would feel like you've gone off to do things with the kids and without me. And I would be like, you know, why are you leaving me out? And, you know, you're responsible. You're always invited. You are always invited with us. And I felt like I was just being kind of left on the sidelines and living my life on an every other week basis too. However, now I will say in your defense, honey, I probably, if I were in your situation and with Reese every other week, I would be dedicating that whole week to Reese. Like I, I will say now that I can look at it from a parental perspective, I think I would have done the same. Yeah. I, and, and I don't regret it. But I think that was our balance at the time was the kids were priority one week and you were priority the next week. Totally. Now it's, now it's, now it's different. I think it's a lot. Different. Okay. Lindsay D wants to know how did, or does Darren talk you down when you're overwhelmed with big changes? Lindsay, I never get overwhelmed. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Why would you think to ask that question? <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> That's when I raise my voice. <laughs> yeah. No, you no. are very good. You will see that I'm getting overwhelmed because I can get overwhelmed easily and you'll be like, okay, I'm going to take the kids for ice cream. Or you you were very observant of where I'm at, I will say. That's something that you're very good at. Yeah, I think I've always, when I see that you need alone time or you're overwhelmed, I'll address it right away. I'll try to diffuse the situation, whether it is, like you said, taking the kids for ice cream or, you know what, we're going to go snowmobiling in the winter and it'll give you some time and you on your own. Totally. And you know, you did say like, so when I first moved in, you suggested we make the room at the very end of the hall, my office, that was my space so that I could have a place to go. And I remember thinking, that's really weird. Why do you want me to have my own room, my own separate room? <laughs> like, so you can get rid of me, <laughs> but you knew before any of this even kind of started that I was going to need my own space. And you were very adamant that we make that into my office so that I did have somewhere to go where I could read my book and, you know, just kind of do my thing away from kids. And, you know, not everyone has the like a spare room in their house that they can make into that. But I do think you really respected the fact that I was going to need some space. Yeah. I think just knowing your background, when you said, you know, what your week, consisted of when you were on your own and you loved to Nothing. curl up to a book or watch a movie or get on Netflix. And I thought it was ideal that you have some space that if you want to go and do that when the kids are noisy and when they're running around and other things are going on, that you had a spot to go do that. And you're right, not not everyone has a place, but you know that I think is really important that everybody has a, a place they can go. And I remember you saying to me one time as well, you never get alone time. I'm never on my own. My business, I'm talking to people all day or meeting with people or with staff. 
I am with people all day. Then I come home and I used to be on with the kids. And if the kids weren't here, I would be with you. But I never had time where I would just be able to sit for half a day and be on my own. I was always with someone and you said that to me one time. So I think it's important that everyone's aware that some people need their their time or their space and and you're good at that now too sometimes i'll say i just need to go do this and i'm going to do it on my own and you'll be okay that's fine i'll take reese or i'll take the kids i'll be like see ya (laughs) so that i think that's good because there was a period there where you know i never had a chance to to sit down and do some of the things i like to do on my own yeah totally and you know so that would be one thing i would say to stepmoms is we spend a lot of time thinking about how stressful this is on us and the adjustment that we have sit for a moment and just really consider how much your husband has on his plate. He is balancing an ex-wife. He's balancing a new wife. He's balancing, you know, his kids and trying to make sure that everyone is happy all the time. And it's a lot, it's a lot to balance. I feel like at the very beginning, you had a lot on your plate, Well, you still have a lot on your plate, but you, you had a lot on your plate. And I don't think that I ever took a moment to be like, how is Darren coping with all this? Cause I was really wrapped up in the transition for me. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, you're trying to keep that balance in your own life. And it's, I was so worried about everyone else being happy or pleasing everyone else that that is when I think I would get stressed and I could get grumpy. And you would realize you, you, you would even say to me some, okay, you just need to blow off some steam. You need to go do something, you know, whether it's one of my hobbies is to go up north or, you know, and you, you need to really go in the bush that. by yourself soon. <laughs> All right. So we're going to wrap this up. But the last question that someone asked on Instagram, and I didn't get her name because I was writing it down in a hurry because we were trying to get this done. But did you ever want to give up? And I think that question is to me, like, did I ever want to kind of give up because things were so tough? And I'm not going to lie. I thought about it. There was times where I was like, man, I did not know how freaking complicated that this was going to be or how stressful it was going to be. And I, this whole blog and the platform and the podcast, everything that I do now started because I would get so overwhelmed that my hands would literally shake and I would be very caught up in all of the extra stressors. So did I ever, you know, consider leaving? Yeah. Like the thought did cross my mind to just get in my car and not leave a note. But, (laughs) you know, for me, like you're my person, like I knew that I was going to marry you two weeks into us dating. Like it was, (laughs) It was very, very immediate for us. And I just, you know, I knew I was going to marry Darren even before I met the kids. It was just this feeling that I had. And I don't think I could have ever really done life with anyone else. So as much as I joke around about thinking I would leave and, you know, maybe in those stressful times, the thought crossed my mind. But I didn't ever really want to, like, I just couldn't imagine doing life with anyone else. Oh, and it gets very stressful. And you're supposed we, to say thank you, honey. That's really sweet. No, I'm just sympathizing <laughs> with you. But yes, thank you for not like, leaving. That was really nice. Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> um, but, it, I, you know, I understand. It gets very stressful. I could see that. There's a lot of tension at times with kids and you're their stepmom, not their mom. There's tension with the ex that you can't control. And that is very trying at times when there's things going on that we can't control because there's another party involved that we have to deal with. And I think, you know, in in an ideal world, you wouldn't have to deal with that person and that would take one element out. But the fact is you, you do for a number of years anyways, but yeah, no, thank you for sticking around. But I do, I understand (laughs) that it's, it's, uh, it's overwhelming at times. And there's just so many moving parts being a, a stepmom that you don't think of when you are going out for that first date or that 
Yeah, it seems all like kind of like, oh, hot dad. Yeah, hot dad, you know, whining and dining, all of that. And you have this like fairy tale perception of what life will be like with kids. And then you get into the real life and there's just it's it's just not like that. It's not as easy as you thought it was gonna be. All right. Thank you, honey. You're welcome. I'm so happy that you did this. And you know (laughs) what? Um, hopefully this goes over really, really well and you had such a great time and you're just gonna you know, make this a regular thing. Regular thing. Yes. I think you kind of like being behind a microphone. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I think you do. Did you have fun? I had fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good sometimes to talk about this stuff and re uh, rehash uh, our last uh, six and a half, seven years. Totally. And you know, we made a lot of mistakes and that's what I'm all about is I want to be really open with, you know, what I struggled with so that other people can learn from my mistakes and maybe be inspired by the lessons that I've learned. So That's what this podcast is all about. And don't give up. It always gets better. It does. Time really does. Like as time goes on, the things that used to just rattle you, it just gets to the point where you're like, yeah, it is what it is. You can even look back and laugh at some of the stuff. We will laugh sometimes. Some of the things like the shoes that the shoes used to bother you so much. We now laugh about that. (laughs) Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much. And I will uh, talk to you in the next episode. Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, please do me a little favor. Take a second and subscribe on iTunes and then screenshot this podcast. Give it a share in social media and tell your friends what you think. And hey, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you for helping me spread the word. Thanks so much. And I will talk to you next week.